Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to a silence. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Aaron, Rick, Alex, and Ryan of A Silence. How you guys doing? Hey, good. Uh, All right. And joining us are fans Lizzie, Joe, Candace, and Katie. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I usually t- try to like turn it over to the, the fans and get their perspective of what do you dig about the band A Silence? So let's start with uh, Lizzie. I just, I, I personally love the music videos that they've been coming out with lately because they're so visually appealing and visually creative. So I've been really loving all the music videos lately, especially Arrows for Christ has just been fantastic. So I love the music video and the, the feel of their music and the vibes. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you. We're glad, we're glad you like it so much. Huzzah. <laughs> hey, Joe, what do you, wh- what do you dig about a silence? Well, I, uh, I really dig the band. I do. I think, I think their music is complex. I really enjoy all the effort they've been putting in promoting themselves with the music videos. I don't think I've ever uh, seen a band, local or otherwise, who have so many music videos for, I mean, let you know, you guys have an EP, right? Like, you, you know, how many CDs do you have? You have three music videos. <laughs> <laughs> the man makes a good point. <laughs> well, you know, it is cool, though. I mean, that is a really cool aspect, I think, the visual component to go with the, the music that is very powerful. So, uh, Katie, how, how about you? Out. Oh, sorry, Joe. What were you going to add? I was just going to say, definitely makes them stand out. Yeah, for sure. So, Katie, how about you? What uh, got you into a silence? Yeah, I, um, I love the music videos, too. I think they're pretty awesome. But I have to say that one of the things I really love about this band is their stage presence. They put on a hell of a show, and it's always a blast. And you can tell that they're doing a great job communicating with the audience and like being like thrashy and awesome. And I really love going to their shows. Cool. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Candace, are you there? She may be just lurking, which is fine. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about this one of these videos because uh, I recently saw, you know, Arrows for Christ, uh, and it got it was picked up by Metal Injection. Was that like the premiere? Yeah. Yep. Really? Fantastic. So how did that, I, I mean, there's got to be a good story behind that. How did that come about? How did you guys get hooked up with Metal Injection? Um, I have, we have uh, Elijah White. He does most of our um, like press release stuff when we put out new material. Um, and yeah, he hooked, you know, pitched it to the right person and they did a premiere for it. So um, I, I wish there was some huge elaborate story behind it, but <laughs> sometimes it's just working with you know the right people and um, yeah M- mission yeah his his thing is called a uh, mission media group mm-hmm. and uh they helped us out a lot with the ep because uh you know like joe said uh, we 
we, free, we only have like, we did like a little demo, we did like a single, and then we did this EP. And uh, so it's uh, kind of lost my train of thought there. Sorry, I'm not used to talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is too long. I don't know what, to, what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I mean, because you guys do have like a really good, uh, like we were saying, this really visual um impact and a lots of promotion you guys are doing a fantastic job of getting the message out about the band i mean your music speaks for speaks for itself it's you know fucking crushing and powerful eulogy of man is a fantastic album and we do have to talk about the fact that that came out like uh february of this year right yep right before everything shut down <laughs> yeah so you put out an album called eulogy of man and then we get a fucking pandemic so what the fuck I, I blame it way more on cattle decapitation with the bring back plague. Definitely, <laughs> definitely more. Dude, did you see their music video for bring back the plague? No. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. We just so, uh, go ahead. We just did, we just uh, delivered the final blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we didn't mean to make a bunch of people die. If that was the case, our bad. <laughs> To be fair, that's very I mean, metal. We, it, right. It, it we did have our did have our CD. We did have our CD release show right before everything shut down, which is both good and bad because it was it was nice to get that in before we got locked out of the, all the concert venues. Essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where was that? When was that? That was February twenty second. It was a Saturday at uh, Diesel Diesel Concert Lounge, and uh, they you know they had the two stages there. We only rented the one room. In the other room, Sponge was playing. And really? a whole bunch of party buses filled with a bunch of drunk Karens showed up and <laughs> proceeded to get sloshed drunk at the Sponge <laughs> show. And they started to actually kind of ooze out into our show. And by the end of the night, they realized we were more fun to be around. So like the show actually ended up being huge. Like, we had a awesome. great draw on our own, but then we had all yeah. the Karens coming in. It was awesome. <laughs> they bought tons of sweatshirts. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so the, yeah, they're now walking around with your swag. So, they've got, like, a silent shirts. Yep. Well, well, I mean, you know, next to the horrified looks, those were just as pleasurable. <laughs> the people just, oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of music is this? <laughs> And I was really sick that night, if I remember correctly. So, you know, we could have we could have spread something that night. <laughs> oh, Plague oh, no. Plague yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've I've wondered about this, and I don't know that I've read or seen the story. Where did you come up with the name A Silence? I, uh, I'll admit, I was kind of just thinking of shit like i was like hey, we kind of like taking like you know where you take two words kind of mashing together like i don't and something kind of brutal I, I always i i like doing that and i was i i've been obsessed with like insane asylums i lived in i grew up in dearborn where eloise mental hospital was and it's super haunted oh. and cool. so i always was obsessed with that and i don't know asylum silence cram it together kind of cool. that's how i thought of it all right awesome there were other names but in the world of the internet where you can kind of like first come first serve name your band like yeah you're kind of limited on options <laughs> yeah. i don't 
I don't mind the name itself, but what I hate is telling somebody what the band name is, and then I feel like I have to explain what it means because it's not actually a word I, I every time. That. So that becomes that becomes a little tiring. Yeah, it, <laughs> you, you guys have to come up with your own definition, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's the struggle. You got to make it a household name where every just everybody knows. <laughs> right. Try to get it on Urban Dictionary. If you can get it on Urban Dictionary. And there you go. Oh, that's a good idea. That is. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. So a silence is, you know, some kind of carp that somebody pulls out of a uh, of the Detroit River. And you're like, yes. No, a silence means slayer of rabbits. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> so, so I don't want to monopolize all the questions. Do uh, any of the fans have questions for the band? I have a question. Go for it. Does each member of the band separately believe in extraterrestrials? And if so, how are they influencing the United States government? Go. Wow. Uh, um, I only believe in Eddie Torres, uh, E.T., the extra testicle. Good teacher jog reference. <laughs> From the one member that doesn't <laughs> God, this sounds like a question for Ryan. Hey, Aaron. What? I know I know it's a question for me. That's why I'm waiting for you guys to say something first. <laughs> you know, I I don't have anything prepared for a question like that. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of extraterrestrial life out there. Well, what about but, that uh, monolith in Utah? Aliens? You know, I need to look more into that. I've, I've seen the photos and I've heard about it, but I haven't done enough of my own research to really say anything about that. I heard they just yeah, I, I haven't really looked into it. So. In uh, Europe. Really? Yeah, I heard it like, yeah, disappeared and then reappeared like on the other side of the world. Like, uh, it sounds interesting. I want to check it out. But yeah, I'm, I'm into this shit. So I'll look into that for sure. But my short answer for your question is yes. And I think very heavily influenced by UFOs, whether or not that means they are actually working for the aliens or if they literally just are just trying to keep it under wraps because everybody wants to get their hands on the new technology first. So they don't want to tell yeah, anybody. Like that, like yeah, that movie uh, Super 8, you know, where that alien spider creature. Yeah. yeah. I only saw that once when that came out. That was pretty good. I have to watch it's that cool. again. It's really cool. And it's fun. It's a fun movie, too. So, Lizzie or Katie, do you guys have a question? I have a question. Go for it. Um, what is each of your favorite memory of making the video Arrow, Arrows for Christ? Like, what stands out and makes you, like, yeah, what's your favorite memory from that whole experience? Ryan Topless in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and Taylor mostly naked rates pretty high on the list. <laughs> this, this is concerning to me, but okay. So, so I, I think I missed this. Well, why were you naked in the woods? What, what was going on? Aliens? Well, I was trying to be an extra in the background, so I was like, oh, I'll just take off my clothes and no one will know it's me. <laughs> You're like a beacon. Yeah, if we didn't. Believe it or not, that was about as much thought that went into that. Ryan was like that glowing alien on The Simpsons when he has his shirt off that I I bring you peace. <laughs> That's awesome. So where was that video shot? Well, 
well, I'll start with the last question too. Is yeah. waking up. I, I think I went to bed at like midnight and had to wake up because I live in Howell, so I had to wake up at like three a.m. to drive out to Lake uh, Huron. Okay. Um, I can't remember the exact. It was it was late. a small town, and we were actually just filming on like a scenic. <laughs> Uh, lookout or something we had to march all of our equipment down down these stairs to the beach and sort of film you know permitless or whatever would have been required for something that's funny yeah like we're out there at like 6 a.m this was the first weekend in october it was cold it could have been worse but uh yeah it was uh that was an experience yeah. you know what i really like about that um that video and that song is the story behind it so, um, who came up with the lyrics? Is that Ryan? Did you write the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I came. I came up with those. So it took. It was. It was a work in progress. It took me a long time actually to finally like finalize that song. It was actually like not long before like we recorded it that I really finished it. And how, and how did you become and acquainted I, with that story? So if folks don't know, it's about this missionary, the right that goes. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was 26. It was two years ago, uh, so it wasn't even that long ago. And I remember the story like it went viral on Facebook and everything. Like I remember seeing a bunch of people share it, and uh, I looked more into it because I don't know, just something about people who are like you know like, like I'm not like anti-religious per se, but like I can't help but point out the hypocrisy of a lot of you know a lot of stuff that happens with certain beliefs and such. But these guys were taught, these kids were literally taught in this missionary school to preach to dangerous tribal people. Like the, the counselors would dress up in like loincloths and hold fake spears in mock villages as training for these kids to, to learn to be missionaries of, of Christianity to dangerous people, obviously, right. should just be left alone. <laughs> and he goes out, it's illegal in India to go to the North Sentinel Island where he went, where he set off to. So he pays these fishermen to go. And uh, it was pretty cool. We were actually able to even to get rupees. Uh, we were able to get the Indian currency for the video, which was actually really cool. A friend of Aaron's you know actually what? had some. You ever heard of Puff Daddy? You ever heard of Puff Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Puff Daddy? Yeah, he, well, he's not the one who gave us the rupees. <laughs> Nor, nor was <laughs> and so he pays these fishermen and they illegally take him out to North Sentinel Island and he's writing in his diary the whole time and they actually released his diary a lot of his entries and that's where actually a lot of the oh, lyrics cool. came from that's why I know it's a long story to explain the lyric question but it's it's a big story that kind of you know so he writes in his diary the whole time the first day he goes up and one of them threatens him with a knife after a while, and he goes back to the boat, writes more in his diary, goes back the second day, holding the Bible right over his heart, and he's singing to these people. One of them straight draws an arrow back and just hits it dead into his chest, which is a line I put in the song, an arrow pins the Bible oh, to your man. chest. And on the third day, they killed him. Jesus. And I, he... The fishermen were arrested, and uh, he wrote in his diary, "Oh, if I get killed, don't retrieve my body." And uh, oh, really? Never was. So he's still 
Nope. Nope. They never got his body. It's too dangerous. Crazy. Yeah. It's a pretty cool. I mean, it's a, it's a great idea for a song and uh, you know, the way you guys put it together, I mean, both musically and uh, lyrically, I thought it was really, really cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. And that we were able to make it visual as well with the video with uh, a lot of, with so much help from uh, Jeff King at Abstract Eclipse Productions, which is uh, who shot the video for us. And uh, so, yeah, we were able to kind of take that whole story and bring it to life. So it's like, yeah, like musically, lyrically, and visually, we were really able to, to tell yeah, that story. And it's, um, it's, it's really, really, really well done. Really well done. I think that's pretty surprising too, because when we first started sort of conceiving the video, we were, we were just trying to do something low budget. Like we were, we were going to film something in a basement. We were going to film something with, you know, on our Aaron, maybe Aaron's cameras or whatever. And then, you know, it sort of surprised me even in the end, sort of the quality of the project. So it was, it was pretty, pretty cool actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's as good as any other high, like a, you know, um, high profile band that's putting out videos you know i've seen some that are even you know not up to the snuff of that one so yeah you guys did a fucking awesome job well i appreciate that a lot of that did come down to you know jeff he's been trying to establish a reputation for himself so he really pushed us to you know basically not cop out on it and really you know push for that over the top product and i mean i think it paid off pretty well yeah, definitely. Shout out to Jeff, man. Oh, yeah. And, and I never got to answer the favorite <laughs> oh, part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for the it. The favorite part of doing the video. Hold on. I just thought of it. I, I just thought of it. Dude, totally. I have to say, drilling a hole into a Bible with my, with my friend Taylor was probably my <laughs> favorite part. Just because how often you get to drill a hole <laughs> that, into a Bible. That, we, we, we had to get not Taylor. trying to steal well, the Bibles? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that was pretty. We shouldn't talk about that though, honestly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna elaborate. <laughs> it happened. It was for art. Yeah. It had to be done. Sacrifices had to be done for the art. You know, it's like I said, it was, it was only because it. of how last minute everything was. It really, I, yeah, it really was. And uh, but I, uh, I wish I knew who donated it i can't think of the of her name but uh shout out to the person who donated that bible to us thank you but, uh, i told her she handed it over i'm like we're gonna totally drill a hole in this because <laughs> i'm like i'm like i don't i don't want i don't want anybody to be mad i'm like this is this i'm is pretty sure there's a really dark story behind so that bible really actually yeah. already so do you, do you still have it yeah i don't want to be breaking anybody's heart you know, i hope you're not attached to this thing yeah, if you still have it, that could become like, um, you know, sign it. Well, I'm, I have it. Yeah, sign I still it have and it. Uh, sell it on the merch booth, man. That'd be a collector's item. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. Ryan, right. he's like, you'll not take my precious. I'm, I'm <laughs> Taylor would tackle yeah. everybody for it. <laughs> uh, Joe or Lizzie or, or Katie, you guys got any questions? What was the budget of uh, each music video, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, like, would you, did you guys pay for it out of the pocket? How did how did that happen? Um, yeah, no, we definitely. I mean, 
we all paid for it out of pocket. We don't have any, you know, a label backing us or anything like that. So um, that stuff's all on us. We had money too. We we made we made we had we had some in the band fund for I think all the videos. We didn't have to ship it. Well, they're all very impressive. The whole That's still our money, right? Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say just because it's the band's <laughs> money, like no, we still like <laughs> the aliens didn't deliver that money to the band fund. But but no, I yeah, no, I, I'm trying to let the aliens know that that asylum don't, had don't some tell money. them that we have some money like in the band fund. It wasn't just the We're broke. Oh, I wonder what the band what does the band fund look like now? Uh non existent. Oh, I'm sure we depleted it by now. Uh, crazy. I totally didn't just go to the <laughs> I didn't even know they were still open. They're still open. If we actually robbed yeah, three liquor stores, should be your answer. <laughs> Wrong genre. <laughs> you guys are cool. Uh, Lizzie, did, did you have a question? Well, I, yeah. I, I, What's well, more of a compliment i want to say as because i'm a i'm a producer so as a producer your guys's music videos just the quality of the production is just so awesome and your guys's lighting the shots are all very creative and it's just it's it's awesome so from a producer your videos are wonderful <laughs> i feel the need to shout out to alex zarek as well because he's the one who did the uh the first two big videos that we did for uh uh, suicide net and gasping for fire those two right out of his ass it, it really was a pleasure to work with him we we were super shocked when that was done like that was literally just a year ago we filmed that just yeah, over we, a year a year and a couple uh, weeks ago we, those we were, filmed both of those in one day those were budget too man we filmed in my uh, brother paul and april's uh barn we filmed we filmed two videos in one day one one in the upper level of the barn and the one in the the southern level and it was it took some uh, trickery on his part to make them not look like such a, a shitty uh, venue for that, which is impressive because they look distinct. I mean, it doesn't let, considering you guys shot those in the same day. That's yeah. so impressive yeah. <laughs> production. That's I mean, but that's what you expect when you hire a professional. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, exactly. he drove, he had he drove out to Chicago. <laughs> And we started late because he totally forgot about the time difference from Chicago. Yeah, that was like that was like eight or nine hours total wow. for both of those. Yeah, that was a day. Wow, that's crazy. Look, getting getting the gear up and down out of the uh, hayloft was by far the most challenging <laughs> part on our end. That doesn't include all sweeping up all the bird shit I had to do. Yeah, it's not like you guys had assistance to help haul your gear up and down. It's like, nope, you guys are doing the work and you guys are the talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish we had the budget for, uh, <laughs> you know, just yeah. stage hands and stuff, but <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> well, you guys have definitely made it happen. It's, it's awesome. Um, the, another question I have is, what's your what's each of your favorite song that you guys have That's created together so far? Um, you know, mm -hmm. honestly, it, it, we, we have such a love hate relationship with our songs because we mm -hmm. all have we all have very different musical tastes. And it's almost like some of them come together, you know, they start with a riff or something or something Aaron's written. And then we we sort of duke it out for like the rest of the parts and how they're going to go. And then eventually they some they they become something we all sort of like, I think. 
And uh, I think Arrows has, I, I hated Arrows at first. And then when it all came <laughs> together, like I, I didn't like it at all. And then it's probably because I didn't even know how to play it for <laughs> the first few months of it. And then when it all came together, now I love it and I love the video. But I think uh, Gasping for Fire on our first album is such an emotional oh, yeah. song. I love that song. And um, one of the things about Ryan as a vocalist that always impressed me is he, he really tells a story with his lyrics better than anyone I've ever seen. Um, so he does a really good job with that. If you read his lyrics, a lot of times he's telling a whole story that way and not sort of being superficial. Um, so all the song, a lot of the songs really have that going for them as well. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Plus he has the most festive background you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were giving me shit cause where I usually record at home, it just looks like a little cell. I just, I recorded it, under it, it, you're on, you're on your phone, aren't you, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. You should go walk in there and show shock real quick. It, it's, it's pretty fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it, it's the closet under the stairs. And it has like three pieces of random <laughs> sound absorption foam, like glued. Or, that are half falling. Yeah. Off. Like, <laughs> Oh, we well, made you made him move too yeah. much, man. He froze up. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Go back. Go back. Away from, away from the cribs. cell. Away from the cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, yeah. It does look like you're in prison. <laughs> it looks working. <laughs> did, you, did you fix the foam from yesterday? It oh, looks well. Because I had it set up this way. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got no lights. So you can't see me. You can see the light, though. <laughs> That's what we were zooming with yesterday. We told him he's got to switch it up. <laughs> oh, I got festive. Yeah. I got festive. festive. Go back the festive background is good. So for anybody listening and going, what the hell is he talking about festive? So Ryan's background is uh, Christmas trees. Um, he's got his, you know, um, National Lampoon Christmas vacation shirt on. So yeah, it's quite festive. <laughs> got a very uh, decorative microphone stand yeah. in the back too. Yeah. Hang, yeah. Hang <laughs> <stockings> <laughs> <off of it. laughs> so what about the rest of you? What's your favorite uh song? Uh I I'm gonna have to say my favorite song is one that we are about to re-record. We recorded this song on our first demo, and we're about to re-record it very soon, and it's my favorite. It's called Solace. We played it live a lot. If anybody who's seen us live would know Solace, it's just a fucking banger from beginning to end. It's basically the whole song is just grabbing an addict and screaming in their face. You need to wake the fuck up. I love that song so much. It's probably one of my favorites right now. It's just musically, it just and everything, it just hits so hard and it's a crowd mover. I love seeing people bop their head to it. So that's one of my favorites to do. And how about uh, Aaron? I would um, kind of with Ryan Solis is a really, really good one. But um, out of the stuff we have, I think probably gasping for fire just because um, uh, that one just kind of took on a whole different element than a lot of the other yep. stuff we did. Um, so 
that one always just kind of really resonates with me. Um, I do like Suicide Net too, though, just because it's such a uh, it's such a simple riff and everything, and then it's just you know the drums come in, and then Ryan comes in and everything, and it's just it makes it so much more. Yeah, yeah the drums kick ass in that song, oh, yeah. but I I am with you and gasping it. That's one of my favorites. So, Alex, how about you? I think I'm going to have to go with Gasping, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's killer. Uh, what Ryan and Aaron do in that song lead-wise, I, I think there's so much playroom between those two guys. Um, and I love what Rick and I get to do, locking in the rhythm section. I think that's like the clearest rhythm section versus lead section song that we have. And it's just, it's it's fun. It's fun to play. Yeah. You know what else I uh, was thinking about with that song and Suicide Net is they they deal with really tough subjects, you know, but the end of the message is seems to be positive, like trying to make something better out of something that's really really bad. Um, and I was that made me wonder, like, do you guys is that conscious uh, projection that you want you want to talk about something that's um, you know, emotionally challenging, but then bring it back and try to make it into a positive spin? Or is that just like an unconscious reflection of, of you guys as a whole? I, I'd have to say it's a little bit of both, but uh, it's become a little bit more conscious as I've gotten older because I, you know, that's what I want. Yeah, like, like I, I often find myself afraid, like I was afraid that Eulogy of Man was a little was a little too right, was yeah. a little too dark. What is actually my I'm like I'm like the subject matter is almost like unrelatable. Like to, that it was too dark. That was all, that was what I was always afraid of, and I always figured that yeah, like bringing it like to a point where yeah, you know I try I show you as bad as it can be, but I can only you know there's also there's always a way out. Right. Kind of was kind of like yeah I always yeah I, I I like that you know because. Um, I think a lot of there's metal bands that do that, you know, and it's all a matter of choice. You know, you can be super dark and um, you're, you know, telling a a grisly story or you're, you know, trying to convey a a dark subject, but then give it a little bit of light. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think that's cool. So I was wondering what got you guys into music? Like, what was the um either musician or band or song that you first heard and you said you know what i want to i want to play music and i want to get in a band and do this so who wants to start probably like rob zombie it's probably like one one for me because like i did i just i i was a dude who was doing film he was doing music he was doing all the things that i wanted to do so like something about that was just like oh shit yeah, just do anything, you know, if you want to, like, fuck it. And that's like, I don't know, I kind of liked his attitude. That always, that, that I don't know, How Billy Deluxe is like one of the best albums of all time. It, it is pretty, I mean, it's a good album, you know. Uh, I think some of his later stuff I didn't care for, but whatever. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. But yeah, like, starting out, definitely stuff like him, corn, uh, Slipknot, new metal, like new right. metal. Honestly, yeah. like was, was yeah, that's pretty much probably what really got me into into that. And 
then I st- and then I went like right from new metal to black metal somehow. And my first band, Forgotten Future, we opened up for Dima Borgir, uh, Finn Troll, Leaves Eyes. We got to do a bunch of fun like black metal shows and stuff oh, like that. Cool. And uh, so that that's kind of what started me off was doing that. And awesome, and- Rick. How about you? <laughs> well i mean originally uh like in high school and we're talking like 97 to 2001 i was i practically started playing bass in like a almost a creed cover band it was like late 90s early 2000s like straight yeah. rock like fuel and creed and then uh so that's where i kind of learned to play bass and i i gave it up and went to school and sort of gave it up for a long time and then like four years ago or however long we've been a band i uh i decided to pick it up again and bought a cheap bass and uh, at that point, I was really influenced more like I'm more of a metalcore guy than any of the death metal or black metal or whatever. So I was into the more produced stuff like Crown yep. the Empire, stuff like that. And um, progressively got into other stuff like Born of Osiris and August Burns Red. I got to um, too. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that, that's where I my uh, I guess I lie, you know, different than anyone else. I'm more of a metalcore, more of a more produced friendly metal version um, than everyone else. Uh, but that's probably good to have a little bit of that mixed in with all their, uh, yeah. what Absolutely. they like. Oh yeah. So, uh, how about Alex? It's going to sound wacky, but like, what? <laughs> uh, Marty McFly playing <laughs> Johnny B. Good and just shredding it on stage, dude. Oh. Um, oh, I saw that movie when I was like five and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, that looks like so much damn fun. Um, I wanted to play guitar when I was a kid too and uh, did not have the dexterity for it. And like I joined band, my cousin played saxophone and uh, growing up, he was kind of my idol. So I wanted to play saxophone. And like when you're in fourth grade, they let you you try out for a school band. And I'm like, I'm going to try for saxophone. They put a reed in front of me and I'm like, can't do anything with that. They're like, well, you know, try a trumpet mouthpiece. Tried that. Couldn't do it. They're like, all right, I'm going to have you walk a straight line. Clap when you walk. I did that. They're like, oh, you're going to be a drummer. So he tried to blow on everything before he decided I put everything to in my mouth before I decided drums. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to play guitar when he was five and now he just drops guitar. Oh. 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 One time. One time. So Aaron, how about you? I mean, there's a lot of things that like got me into music and stuff. Um, I mean, honestly, my mom was always a big um, uh, proponent of music and stuff. Um, you know, I think I was around 10 years old or whatever, and the first concert I got to go to was Aerosmith. Oh, cool. So that was awesome. Um, I don't think I really ever thought about doing it, like playing in a band and stuff, though, until I started hanging out with Alex Ricketts and Kelly Tucker when they were in a band, uh, Silent Divide. And that's like when I realized that like local music was actually a thing. And it's like, you didn't have to have, you know, millions yeah. of dollars and a big fan. Like you could just go do this. And that kind of changed my whole perspective and thinking on it. And I think that's when I kind of wanted to start pursuing it a little more. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, talking about that first concert, I was, uh, uh, I like to find out like what people did as far as their first, and maybe we might've already covered it um because of some of your um musical uh backgrounds but uh what was the first album that you bought 
honestly, I think the first album that like I ever went and bought myself was a Garth Brooks. Oh, album. really? I mean, he, he, I, honestly, I, I still love, still love a lot of his music. Cool. Um, not ashamed to admit no, it that's at all. all good. Uh, he did like a double, double live or something. And, uh, yeah, I remember, you know, going to, uh, was it Borders or uh, one of the bookstores that I don't think is even around yeah. anymore? You know, you see, you can get cassettes there, and uh, I think I still have it around somewhere. Actually, cool. don't be ashamed right. about Garth Brooks. Alex likes that green-haired pop goddess. <laughs> That's true. I, that guy has sold more albums than all of us can hope to in a hundred lifetimes. I feel like so. <laughs> I I swear I saw him on TV the other day, and something Candace was watching, and I was like, he looks really young. I don't know how old he is. Or if that was an old video, but I was like, my yeah, God. the Garth Brooks month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Rick, what job. was your first album? Um, let me touch on the concert too, because I mean, oh, yeah. Aerosmith, Aerosmith's a, a big first concert. I was I was lucky enough to have that experience too before I was really even in the um, music, oh. playing music. Uh, my dad, uh, with his boss, took me to see the Rolling Stones' Bridges to Babylon tour, wow. which I was at the Silverdome at the time, and it was like there was a lot of production in that. And I, so I was sort of spoiled by that. I think third eye blind opened for them. So it was, that was technically the first live band I ever saw was third eye blind, but definitely like something, you know, a great first concert. And as far as albums go, I mean, this is back in the days when you used to get that thing in the mail where you could buy 10 CDs for a dollar. Yeah. Like yeah. So, I mean, anything <laughs> I could get from there, I'd, I'd probably guess it was something like, Beastie Boy related. I had a lot of like old school hip hop um, influence back then. Yeah. And I, I was pretty cut off from the world, like living out sort of in the country and stuff. So I was whatever I could get my hands on. I mean, it could be, it could be Paul Abdul. It could be Natus um, and anything at that point, but a lot of sublime too. I think I had a lot of just like all over the place influences back then. Cool. Very Pantera, cool. Pantera for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, as far as heavy music goes. <laughs> So the very so just like quick story I uh, um I don't know if you guys remember there used to be a place called the Ritz on the east side of Oh I'm very yeah. familiar with the Ritz. We, yeah. we still yeah. play there. <laughs> <laughs> well so this is like the original Ritz um cuz I think it moved. I, but anyway, um I went there to go see Wrathchild America uh, cuz that's what I was really there to see. And this band opened up and it was Pantera. And I'm like what the fuck is this? And everybody in that whole place there was just a constant ring of people jumping on stage jumping off jumping on stage jumping off everybody's on the stage it was so goddamn much fun so yeah i love pantera <laughs> that, that's wild uh pan i saw pantera at the uh i think one time at um the palace auburn hills and i remember dime had all those fake like just a whole stage of fake stacks behind them and just feeling the fire on your face even in the middle of the arena was pretty badass but that was also my first mosh pit I was ever in. And uh, it was a really good experience. And then I remember going to the gas station after and taking off my shirt. I had a bunch of some dude's blood all over the back of oh, my shirt. shirt that night. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of creepy, but it, like I didn't, nothing happened to me that night. So somehow someone else's blood got all over me, but it was oh. a really good experience. And, uh, you know, obviously very sad to never be able to experience that again after, you know, Dimebag was killed and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Alex, how about you? Uh, let's do uh, first album and first concert. 
first album was REM New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I remember my parents were uh, big REM fans when I was growing up, and that was whenever that came out, it was new. And so I jumped on it when yeah, it came out. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, first concert was Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Oh, shit. And that was also my parents because their friends bailed on them. <laughs> so uh, my sister and I went with them and uh, pretty not bad first yeah, concert. That's, yeah, that's, that is not what I would have expected. <laughs> so uh, Ryan, how about you, man? My first concert, I guess technically was Ben Harper. Oh, wow. Cool. He opened up uh, 89X Still Christmas or whatever. So it was like Ben Harper and Blink-182 and Bush. Yeah. And gosh, I can't remember the other band that was there. Oh, oh wait. Maybe, was it Godsmack? Might have been Godsmack. It was one of those, that era, you yeah. know, like that, that was my first concert. And that was like, yeah, 89X Still Christmas 2, I think it was. And Shortly after that, I went to Tattoo the Earth, oh, which was cool. amazing. It was like my second show was Tattoo the Earth, which was, if you don't know, it was like the two stages. It was like Slayer, Slipknot, fucking Head PE was there, fucking like Mudvayne. It was one of like, like the LD50 tour. It was yeah. awesome. And uh, first album was probably Green Day Dookie. Nice. Very nice. Probably. It's a solid album. Solid. Solid I choice. think it's either it's got to be that it's either that or a Weird Al album. <laughs> oh, that would be a solid choice as well. <laughs> so, uh, Lizzie, how about you? What was your first album and first uh, concert? Oh gosh, let me see. I I definitely listened to a lot of alternative. Um, I did see. I was lucky enough. Um, I had a boyfriend way back in the day when I that I was dating, and he took me to some concert that had, I believe it was Dream Theater, um, and two other really amazing bands that I, for the life of me, cannot remember who they were, but it was like a metal concert, and I wish I remember who the other two bands were. I don't, I don't think it was Slayer, but I remember it was like this three, there was like some touring thing back in, this must have been like 07, I want to say. Oh, yeah. God was with dream theater and two other really amazing bands. And that was kind of my introduction um, to some of the kind of more hardcore bands. Cause I wasn't as introduced to them before. And I kind of got an in concert experience to like these amazing, like. That's a hell of a band to start off with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it was is pretty like pretty arguably pretty like one of like the <laughs> best like music, like everybody says they don't like the vocals, but the music is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I you just, head first like I hadn't heard their music before this concert and I just went it was like holy shit this is fucking epic yeah. um I don't remember what my first CD was but that was kind of my first introduction um to metal or to like hardcore <laughs> um music of that degree so cool. Very <laughs> cool. I got left I got left in a room with a dream theater video playing for about four hours once and I about quit life that day <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'll be honest and say something controversial. I really don't like Dream Theater. <laughs> I'm with you. Awesome, scarred. but yeah, I'm not a fan of the vocals. But like, that seems to be like what everybody always They're says. They're talented. About. There's no uh, doubt. Don't get me wrong. Like, those guys are all phenomenal musicians and everything. But I feel like all those songs should be half length. Oh, yeah. They, they do get a little bit, um, yeah, on the, on the long side. I, they do this one album. It's, uh, shit, it's, it, 
it's like half of the albums got covers. Um, they cover Elton John. Um, mm. th- that album is that kicks ass. Um, although the I think the first song is twenty one minutes long. So. so there you go. It's uh, if you're in it's it's kind of like like Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're in the mood for it, you're in the mood for yep. it. Yep, exactly. So uh, Joe, how about you? What was your first album? First uh, concert. Uh, the first album I bought, I was in sixth grade when it came out, uh, and I didn't really know about music at all, but my friends came up and they're like, look, it's Corn Freak on a Leash. And I'm uh-huh. like, cool. <laughs> so I bought that one. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. I, I think the first concert was The Offspring. Ooh, uh, awesome. You know, not unless my mother's took me to one where I was very little. I don't remember. It was the offspring. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's a good start. Good start. Fun. Yeah. Your uh, mom took you to share. I remember that was your yeah, first it, concert. You never know. It could have been like Garth Brooks. You, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we turned a corner on, on Garth again. Damn it. Oh. Or uh, what was it? Chris Clash. <laughs> so uh katie how about you okay i've been trying to think about it because that first spot album was so long ago and i think it was either and these are dramatically different the eminem show or a best of ella fitzgerald compilation wow my oh my so uh I was a fan of eclectic things then. <laughs> wow. I love God. those little round yeah. candies. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those were the, and then uh, my first concert was Crosby Stills Nash and Young. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You were, you were dragged into the, um, into the sixties. So that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Uh, awesome. Well, guys, it's been so good uh, to actually see your faces and talk with you. I've got just one more question for everybody. Um, it's a controversial subject, though. I'm just going to put it out there right at the beginning. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. It's, it's touchy. People, I'm sure, have been killed over this. Um, so so feel free not to, to respond. Pineapple on pizza? No pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza with bacon and jalapeno maybe pepperoni is delicious i don't care there's worse on they make peanut butter jelly pizzas so (laughs) until you you get rid of stuff like that i don't want to hear about pineapple (laughs) rick a strong strong pineapple awesome it's good yeah uh aaron not my first choice but if you get like some jalapeno or some spice on there to balance it out like I can live with it. <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, Alex? Definitive fuck pineapple on pizza. Uh, you're wrong. No wonder why you build bad shelves. Get I agree here. with him. I agree with him. Fuck pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Ryan, how about you? When I worked at Buddy's Pizza, there the Hawaiian pizza there, they would use, when you use pineapple on the pizza, you do it with ham. And uh, instead of pasta sauce, you use uh, a sweet and sour sauce, which was awesome. No, no, wow. I don't know about this. Wow, that that does sound. I mean, oh, that that sounds awesome. really good, actually. Yeah. Ryan's stoned right now. His opinion doesn't count. <laughs> he said he's what? 
Ryan Stone right now yeah. in his account. He's got yeah, a bunch he's of done. He's done. I'm, well, I'm bringing you so his opinion. <laughs> I'm going to bring you guys next practice. I'm bringing you guys a nice pizza with some pineapple on it. And I'm going to change the minds. <laughs> awesome. Get some jalapenos on there. And for sure. Off, for I'm sure. Game. If you get some jalapenos on there and you get some bacon on yeah. there and you don't put pineapple on it. Oh, no. my God. You were on to something for a minute. Extra oh. pineapple for Alex. <laughs> oh, only pineapple for Alex. I'll get him pineapple with little pizzas as toppings on the pineapple. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> little tiny pineapples. Stuff a pineapple with those little pizza rolls like a Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's, that's all you deserve, bud. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, how about you? Pineapple? No pineapple. I I like Hawaiian pizza, but I, what is that? Why is everyone putting jalapenos with pineapple? <laughs> that struck me as weirder than liking it or not liking it. Sweet and spicy, baby. Sweet and spicy, baby. Yeah, oh, you add some red pepper flakes on that. You can't just have pineapple. You don't just get a pineapple pizza. <laughs> yeah, you guys really are metal. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And uh, Katie, how about you? So after the Deadpool movie came out, I tried pineapple and black olive pizza, and I have to say, it oh. might be like my new favorite. It's so good. Oh oh, wait, that's, it's now right. that's the line. All right. No, that's that, <laughs> that's disgusting. Dude. Look, don't knock wow. until you try it. I'm, I'm sorry, it. I draw a line. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's awesome. That's a way to end it right there. Pineapples, pineapples and olives. Boom. <laughs> well, thanks again guys so much for being on here uh can't wait for the uh, new album new music and to see you actually in the real life you know because it's great to see you via zoom but it'll be great to see you guys at a show and you know get down and get heavy so thanks again appreciate you having us on chuck it was uh really a pleasure to be able to be a part of this and stuff so yeah thanks man. thank you guys yeah and thank you yeah, yeah. Thanks, and thanks, Joe, Katie, and uh, Lizzie. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. This is awesome. Woo. Awesome. All right. Thanks again to Aaron, Ryan, Rick, and Alex from Asilence, along with their fans, Lizzie, Joe, Katie, and Candace, for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. Go check out their Eulogy of Man EP, an absolutely crushing album full of monstrous riffs, pummeling rhythms, and vicious vocals. If you love metal, you should have this album. I'm just saying. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.